on a chilly Tuesday evening in South Yorkshire. We're back. It's the Pick and Roll Podcast. Good evening, Gavin. Evening. Back from hanging out with the former NBA players. It's TV's Mike Tuck. Yes, yes. How are we doing? Good, good, mate. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, March and early April. It's um, it's a struggle to get excited by some of these games. Um, a lot of teams I've just checked out on. I don't know about you. It's um, I found it a real struggle just to get excited about. So a lot of these matchups um, that don't have any sort of playoff implications. It's yeah, it's shit time now, isn't it? It's it shit is. time. It's, you can call it garbage. It's Devin Booker time, time it's, it's, if you will. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll come on to him later. But um, it's time. It's about this time of year that Mo Williams got his fifty point game. If you know what I mean, it's, it's that time of year when that guy you're like, really? If you it know is. what I mean. If you've got a fantasy team or anything, it's kind of yeah. There's weirdness happening. There's guys getting benched. LeBron obviously done for the season, and you know he's it's G League call ups. It's ten day contracts and all sorts of weirdness going on with the teams that sort of got nothing to play for. Which sort of brings us to the question once again: Is the season too long? Is the NBA season too long? Yeah, I mean, the the, the word I, I hate this phrase load management, and we're we're resting all these superstars, and it was it's been a lot of it, hasn't it? Yeah, and the, you see it more and more these days. And I mean, should we be playing a season that long if you have to rest guys like that? Like, I don't know. It was funny when I was on um, Sky Sports a few weeks ago with Spencer Haywood, the the great Hall of Famer Spencer Haywood, and he was. That that term came up, load management. He was like, "What's up with all this rested shit?" And he likes yeah. off camera, and he was like, "We didn't rest back in my day, but well, they um, didn't like." So I think it all started with Popovich, didn't it? And the Spurs when you remember there was that sort of quite sort of publicized. I think it was a national TV game against Miami where he sort of sat Duncan and Parker and a few other players a few years ago, and that's when it kind of first came into the sort of sort of spotlight of like yeah. David this is when David Stern was still sort of um, in charge of the league and he kind of came down quite heavy on like I'm, I'm not having this we've got TV partners we've got this and this is just not acceptable kind of thing and I think it was then when it first became like a, a sort of issue and it's it's not really gone away has it it's no and I mean it's now because of like the importance of the playoffs now and everything like guys are gearing up towards the playoffs and like these last regular season games are pretty much set for those teams at the top. So, um, I mean, this year is still kind of interesting because these last six games are like for some teams are going to, you know, jockey them into certain positions within the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think the season could be probably about 20 games shorter, maybe 10 games shorter. 70 is probably about the ideal number. I don't know. It's, it just seemed to march, or well, especially with like the college basketball and stuff. It just, it just seem it really does seem well, to drag the right effort. Expansion, two more teams, play each t- each team home and away once. That's, yeah, that's it. That's 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 it. What do you need to play more than? I don't. I think it's absolute bullshit to be honest. Like for the last, I don't know, last decade if not longer, like the most important thing that happens to affect the playoffs isn't to do with like teams or gelling or players. It's to do with injuries from fatigue. Yeah. yeah. Like you're knacking the end of season product instead of it being when all the best players are playing, they're like icing themselves down and draining their legs. Like Look at like when Curry got injured last year and stuff in March and that kind of affected the playoffs, didn't it? And um, I mean, obviously we've just seen with Nurkic, um, recently that you know whether that's related to playing too many games and i don't know repetitive injury or but i guess so yeah um 
Well, you play less games, there's less chance of getting injured, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? That's, That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or especially for big fellas like that when they're carrying all that yeah. weight and like mm. um, an injury like that, obviously because because of his size and, and momentum that his body's going, it's gonna it's gonna be catastrophic. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy who spends a lot of time on the floor anyway. I mean you I know you watch a lot of the Blazers and he just he did just seem quite clumsy at times. He does even in that Nets game where he got injured, he was on the floor a lot and well, just well I think. I think, and this is, I heard something from Joel Embiid say, when people were saying, you go to the floor quite a lot, is that not, shouldn't you be worried? And he's like, no, I do that on purpose. Yeah. If your momentum's taking you, it's better, like with, to just fall over skating, if you're going to go, you're going to go, it's better to go and roll with the, with, with the flow than to try and fight it, because that's when you're going to jerk. Oh, you stay in the air and end up like Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Or you try and adjust. It's better to just go with some things. If the momentum's taking you one way. It's better to just go down, hit the floor, and tumble than it is to try and fight that. For sure, I think what, even people say that to me a lot when they come watch me play. They're mm. like, "You spend a lot of time on the ground," but yeah, I guess it just especially when you're a post player in the block and you you're, you're taking hits or you're you're t- trying to take charges and stuff like that, you do end up uh, you don't do you do end up like flying around a lot. So yeah, it is it is probably smarter just to kind of let yourself go down than to try and fight it. Yeah, I guess the obvious argument against it is. Players don't want less money, and owners don't want less money. So it's kind of it's turkeys at Christmas situation, isn't it? It's you know, like I think Sergi Barker missed those three games um, for suspension for clocking Marquise Chris the other week, and that was a great fight. Somebody put <laughs> yeah, somebody put up like he'd lost nearly half a million dollars in yeah. salary for three games. So that's where you kind of like they're not going to want to give up, so. That kind of money. The f- there, I mean. They ain't been paid by the fucking game. It's not pro rota, <laughs> if you know what I mean. They're not clocking in and out. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, but if the owners aren't getting. Hey, look, we're at the point now where it's games, like Premier League I mean. football. Fucking gate attendance ain't shit. I it's TV so. deals. It's the TV. It's TV. Money, I guess. How much is a gate? Into- just use for money laundering in football. Oh, I agree. I agree is, with you. You know sentiment. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're a club. If you're at the club like. Sheffield Wednesday. What will they take? Maybe five mil a year in gate receipts and get fifty mil a year from TV money. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it yeah, doesn't it's matter not, if you know no. what I mean. And you can't be you. And then if you reduce the games, you enhance the product. Oh, you absolutely. Get more yeah, on your yeah. next TV deals. No, I like, agree. It's, it's, um, it's just a silly sort of model. Like, and the other thing as well is, it's not like baseball where there's sort of counting stats in basketball. Like you know, like it's not like you know, like oh, this guy hit sixty home runs, but it was in so many games. It's like. It's all averages in basketball as well, isn't it? It's not, yeah. you know, oh, he scored X amount of points in the season. So there's no sort of hysteri- historical element of like, you know, the records are going to be out of whack or anything, isn't it? You know, yeah, no, for no. changing no. it. So, I mean, it is, that's only at the end of their career when you see, you know, guys like Dirk passing Will. Yeah, and stuff like I guess. That. But it's, I don't know. That's long term, um, though. But how much of that is because that is a pre and post three point NBA as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's true. Like, yeah. So, it's, yeah. If we can, if we can change it for that, then a change that would, I think, completely revolutionise it in terms of just the product you would see. Just the product you would think about that. You remove those twenty games and you replace those with like practices. Yeah. If you know what I mean, it's not games on the road. How much better the teams are going to be playing, and how much more in sync we're going to be seeing, and like how much more prepared for each other, and also how much more exciting each game is going to be because you're only going to play that team once home, once in a way a season. There's been some gonna... dogs of games this last sort of few weeks. I mean, I'll I watch as much 
basketballs are next, man. You know me, but oh, I've, I found myself just like, oh, I can't, I can't bring myself to watch a lot of Who these the games. Who the fuck is watching yeah. like the Hawks versus the Magic? Yeah, well, the Hawks are quite exciting, but um, yeah, that's another point. But uh, but it's just there's been a lot of these sort of home and home games as well. Like it's like oh, you know, Oklahoma v Boston or whatever, and then back in Boston for you know, what I mean, it's it's been a lot of those in the last in month, which is weird as well. Just, yeah, we've been trying to cut know, down like, traveling and it's time. Like you're really trying to bore me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, there has been a lot of like back to back, and within the same week they're playing each other. Yeah, yeah, which like... is nuts, really, because this, especially this sort of time of the season, it's you kind of at advantage if you're playing the shitty teams because you know the likes of the Bulls and the Phoenix Suns and Memphis, they're basically rolling out like G League teams. So if you're seeing them twice at the end of sort of an 82 game season, it's a massive advantage. You know, if yeah. you're sort of battling for like positioning in the playoffs and stuff like you know you don't need to get me started on sporting integrity (laughs) (laughs) how you can't you can't incentivize losing yeah at that point you're struggling to you're struggling to have like a proper legit sport while ever there are teams and fair enough if there's two teams in each conference that are tanking one from each division or so something like that if you know what i mean i want three but when you've just got like half of one division in one conference and then you get these teams. It's not even fair on the other teams in that playoff race because they've just got nine games that are gimmies. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't seem to have been as pronounced this year though with the tanking. Now they've fixed the sort of lottery odds. Because all of them are shit. Well, I guess. So. Well, it's funny because I did the the Dallas OKC game on Sunday, and um, Dallas is in a position where if they finish bottom five, they've got a top five protected pick, but they have to finish in the bottom five. Yeah. So they're supposed to be tanking right now because they're in the sixth spot. Mm. This is for the Atlanta Donkage. Yeah, trade, exactly. Trade with the here. trade, so the Hawks are in the fifth yeah. spot right now, and they're they're shooting. They, they keep winning. They, they keep don't winning they? games yeah, as well. Yeah, they shoot themselves in the and foot. And then Dallas, even though they they, we're watching the game, I couldn't tell you half the guys are on the court. Like I'd never even seen them before, and they're still they still end up winning the game because they just you know OKC crumbles and they Fuck and they you, can't rusty, pull it rusty off. Rusty shooting air balls yeah. and turnovers well, at the end, and well, yeah, we should probably talk about them. I mean they've. Since the All Star break, they're seven and thirteen, basically like a lottery team. Which you don't want to try to make sort of read too much into sort of form going into the playoffs because um, you know Since the, the Warriors last year kind of you know they had a shitty record in the but but this is a different situation. They they played really badly, haven't they? They were really struggling. Yeah, terrible. And uh, you that know, was a bad loss as well. Wasn't oh, it? Yeah. they. I mean, they were down pretty much the whole game, and you know. Uh, I'm sitting there with Muggsy Bogues, and Muggsy was like confident they were going to pull it out, and I was like, I don't know about this because like no one really seemed to like really grab the game, you know, by the horns, mm-hmm. and and I think there's still issues between Westbrook and Paul George, and like who's who's the guy? Well, just that last possession where sort of there was probably about five seconds left, wasn't there? And Westbrook sort of just took the ball, didn't even look to Paul George, and he took like a pull up three from about thirty five feet with like there was still like a good two seconds left. They were yeah. They could have got a better shot. They and could've. it's like, at what point does him be, being so aggressive just become detrimental he, to the team? And he goes for a pass to Adam. He drives up and he takes off and he could have finished. He tries to pass to Adams, almost goes out of bounds. They kick it to Paul George. Paul George has to chuck up a, a bad shot. It's just like, I, th- I think there's just chemistry issues there still. And like in this point in the season, now it's like they, for a team like that who you know, they're in the eighth spot and they need to be building momentum into the playoffs and they're losing games to like, you know, top bottom of the barrel teams. So it's frustrating to watch because they're, they are a solid team. And earlier on in the season, I would have said they would have been a team that 
probably could have stuck around with you know a Golden State or or potentially a Rockets. You know, well, defensively they look really good, didn't they? Yeah. Coming out of the gate, and it's but we we always had the mind that the, the lack of shooting was going to come back to haunt them. And I think they're twenty eighth in the league in three point shooting since the All Star break, and last in free throw percentage at like seventy percent a game. So that's playoff basketball as well, isn't it? Hitting your your threes and hitting your free throws, yeah, and you if you're really shots. struggling, yeah. you, you, you're not going very far, are you? Well. I think they went from a before the All Star break in top ten in like points differential to been the worst post All Star break, and that's coincided with Paul George's shoulder injury, which he's yeah. clearly not. He's clearly, that's yeah, like a torn yeah. rotator yeah. cuff or something. No, like he that. was all yeah, all types of tape all over it. He ain't he trying to, he ain't trying to shoot <laughs> because when he does, it's off. If you know what I mean, and 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 if your shoulder's gone, you're half arsing on defense. He's waving one arm around to make it look, but. And he's gone from MVP and Defensive Player of the Year candidate to to not there at the minute. It's like seventy five percent. And then we're sort of like it seemed like Rusty had accepted subservience. He'll never accept subservience. Now, yeah. now he's seen weakness in his rival. He's, he's back again. He's he's, he's trying yeah. to assert himself again. Exactly. And, and that last five minutes, he'll get those extra shots yeah. up. That are just like. And can somebody explain to me the difference between aggressive and greedy? Well, it's just it's like, saying it's just detrimental to the team at the end. If it's I played football aggressively when I was a kid, yeah, yeah. people call me a greedy cunt. Like I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at what point is is it is aggressive just selfish? Yeah, if you know what I mean. And, and he does a lot of that. Oh, I'll, I'll mess something up and I'll kick out to somebody else, so they've got to put up a really bad shot, so their percentage can go down. Yeah, bearing in mind he's what statistically the worst shooter ever. With well, he was up there. <laughs> A long run of the season. Yeah. I, I know he's going to give Kobe a push, push career wise, but for terrible like field goal percentage. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Okoe fan, but Jesus, that's that's a harsh comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, triple doubles, triple doubles. I mean, they're they're this put one up on Sunday. If this yeah. is if this is that, yeah, good stats, bad team season, guy. But they're yeah. kind of snookered now. I mean, they've they've had they got rid of James Harden uh, to keep this guy. Uh, they didn't want to pay good him. Move. Kevin Durant sort of had enough of playing with him, went elsewhere, and it's obviously they got Paul George now. But this is kind of their team now for the next few years because they're paying these guys so much money. I mean, West, else was going? Westbrook's salary is only going up for the next sort of three, four years. They're going to be paying him like I don't know, is it forty-six million in like three or four years' time Stupid. for you know production that's going down. They paid Stephen Adams all that money, which he's a good player, but is he going to get any better? Yeah, is he peace? He's and, just and, a solid. I I like Stephen Adams. Foot, they do I do, but salary. do you like him at twenty-seven million a year? Probably not. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like you know, Nurkic, Portland got him for like twelve million. Obviously, he's injured now and stuff. Yeah. But he's a comparable player. He's probably a better player at yeah. full health. Nurkic is averaging more points, yeah, uh, less rebounds, but more points. Yeah, but he, kind of the eye test is like it's like four. He's a fourteen, uh, fourteen and ten guy, and Nurkic. Adams is better yeah. defensively. Yeah. They're equally Possibly. as antagonistic. But yeah. twenty-seven million? No, really? no. And then no. You, you're paying Paul George up, and you see, and you've got Dennis Schroeder on the hook for another couple of years at the sort of fifteen million. So that's your team. You, I don't know where you go from here at this point. If you get bounced again in round one, which is weird because as soon as as soon as any one of the other supporting cast goes missing, we we have to act like they're oh no, Jeremy Grant's out. That's, yeah. that's I mean, what... the bench has been a disaster. They brought. Uh, which Morris brother is it? It's uh, it's Keith, isn't it? It's Mark Keith, yeah. yeah, in from Washington. He's been hurt all year, so he's not really hit the ground running. Patrick Patterson's been an absolute disaster. 
Uh, From start to finish, yeah. since he moved um, then. Yeah. Um, and then he was, when he was on the Raptors, he was like being super productive. Yeah, yeah there was, was a bit of an outcry like when they didn't re sign him, but yeah. obviously they knew something. He was the missing piece for the Thunder. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that didn't really turn out. He can't get a look. I think it's, I think it's tough to play with, with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I think well, me as a player, years, I don't know if I'd want to. I mean, obviously, I'd want to go play in the league, but I, I don't know if I'd want to go play with him. Like, well, look think... at uh, Oladipo, perfect example. Like, went there, all star player, went there, and had probably like the worst season of his life. Like, yeah. just like, and you could just see mentally he was just kicked out of it because you got to play with this guy who's just yeah. so ball dominant. dominant. Yeah. yeah. And, no, it wears uh, people down. You can see those. You can see those new guys waving when they're open. Yeah. And then sarcastically waving by yeah. about December. Exactly. But, and then yeah. by the end, they're not even bothering. And then they're you're in you're in late game situations, and you have guys that are all season have been like you know not used to getting the ball or or watching you take shots, and then you can't close out games. I'll tell you the other stinky rusty one as well. If a play's drawn, you can tell when someone's had a word in a timeout, and a play's drawn up for him to pass it off early. Soon as he he'll walk it over the half court, he'll pass it off, and then he'll just step right back, and he'll <laughs> remove himself from the play. Well, his off ball movement's been, you know, no, there is no, he'll, he'll there like, is none. Yeah, he'll yeah, remove yeah. himself yeah, yeah. from the play, so they're essentially playing four on five yeah, now yeah. because yeah. nobody he doesn't pass and move, no, yeah, does he? Nobody's yeah. d'ing up, he, so he just yeah, it's like well, they oh you want it there you go then uh, see what you do without me and yeah. it, it just it must it must be. Really exhausting to play with, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Portland, who we mentioned, the Nurkic, obviously not ideal um, for them. Um, yeah, well, too, the anybody. That's a horrible injury. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Um, had bad timing, too. And and he yeah. was just emerging as, like, you know, a, a big-time big play. third option for them, yeah. Exactly. Um, if not and, second option, yeah. Yeah, second option. And, and also just, like, the heart of the team. Like, Damian Lillard has always been a kind of lead-by-example and more of a quiet leader, whereas yeah. Nurkic was coming out in, like, Getting in guys' faces, you know. Yeah, he's got that kind of European cockiness that yeah. he didn't give a fuck. You know, he'll just say something. You exactly. Know, like going out with Westbrook on Twitter and stuff, you know. He doesn't care, does he? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they missed that. They put the well, fucking CJ yeah. McCollum going to go at you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They needed a guy who's got some grit to him. But, yeah, yeah they, I mean, they, they were 15 and 5 since the All Star break at the best offense in the league during that stretch. And Cancer can come in and sort of give you that offense. Um, he's not started, any defense, um, but. Yeah, not, um, not not his calling card. Um, he held Towns to like six for twenty-one last night, which was surprising. Yeah. I've not watched that game in full yet. I don't know. I can't, season, I can't imagine he's think, suddenly become a defensive stopper. I think Carl Anthony Towns has got well into con- super contra spirits or something. He like yeah. he's just he's checked out now. Well, he's doing that, putting the big numbers up when the games don't mean anything. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's a very talented player, but um, but yeah, Portland going forward again. It's a bit like Oklahoma. You kind of. This is your team. It's um, I think Al Farouk Aminu is a free agent at the end of the year. But other than that, they're kind of stuck with these guys, aren't they, going forward? It's, there's not a lot of wiggle room sort of to sign any, a major player, is it? So it's a bit of a blow. In, he's probably going to be out, you'd imagine, at least till after Christmas next year. Yeah, they'll have to do something like give somebody Zach Collins to take Evan Turner's or give, contract. Yeah, exactly. It's going to have to yeah, be something yeah, like yeah. that. You have mm. to give someone up to get something. Yeah, he's got another couple of years, hasn't he? I think yeah, so. yeah, Evan Turner's yeah. going to kill him for that. And I hate to say I told you so, they should have probably traded CJ McCollum already. <laughs> no, why would you do that though? Why break up a backcourt? I don't know. It's... I, have you seen his, have you seen his, his, have you seen him this year? I've, seen, I've watched a lot still more. CJ McCollum. I don't know. It's, it, that's great in theory, but who are you bringing in to replace him? Do you know what I mean? I yeah, exactly. Until you tell me who's taking his spot, I'm of the mind of why trade him. I don't know. It's, 
I'm worried about them in the playoffs right now. They got Clippers in the first Me round. Me too. Me too. We don't have a two guard that can D up anybody. That Rodney Hood. <laughs> Rodney's Rodney's like instant offense. Yeah, yeah. He's been putting the ball in the back. Which is sustenance yeah. like instant noodles are a real meal. If um, you know what I mean. Yeah. What's the latest on CJ? Is he looking likely to be back for a first round? To be honest, I don't think anybody's that fussed. He's seriously, if you look at his numbers, he's been really down this year. Really, really off the boil. He's a bit of a heat check guy, though, isn't he? He's but like you know, you know that great leap forward he made. Well, he's taken a quite a giant leap back this year, and it, it, he's looked off. He's looked like his confidence has been off. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think more more guys go at him as well, and now they can go at him. But Dame's the kind of guy who'll probably realise the sort of gravity of the situation. Right, I'm just gonna have to go for forty every night, though, isn't he? He's Which is, of... if you'll notice, that's what's been happening yeah. all season. Yeah, that is what's been happening. They're there because he knows when to pick his spots, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's... He he knows when it's time to take over, and that's why he was so good. If you watch the Portland Trailblazers, he like he would like four out of the first five shots, he'd be off a pick and roll to Nurkic. Like so, Nurkic is invested. Yeah, you know I mean? he, yeah. he really knows how to like involve people when Definitely. it's when it's. Right, I need to make a free to stop this. Nip this in the bud, this little run and stuff. He's, yeah, he's uh, one of the best easily. One question of the best from team. Paul on the uh, on the Twitter: If you're a Jazz fan, would you prefer to play Portland or the Nuggets in round one? Uh, Portland. You think oh, as a Jazz team? Who the fuck wants to go play at high altitude? I guess so. I mean, Utah's semi altitude. Sem- semi altitude, but. Again, that, that's your advantage, and that's that's the only thing the Nuggets really have in their favour. But also, Jokic is just a weird look, isn't he? Yeah. He's just a weird-ass look. <laughs> Which, who knows, over over a playoff series might be quite easy to nullify, and just nobody really does that in the regular season. You got ejected eject yesterday. Or Twice in the last week or so, I think. Yeah. yeah. So he's um, been not mentally tough lately. Frustration. Brewing. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way you got to get. I mean, if you're playing him, you got to get in his head like that. But I would definitely want to see Portland in the first round. Yeah. I don't think Denver is just like, I know they're not, they they still have an amazing record. I, I know they don't have any playoff experience, but they're, they're a dangerous team. They could be a dangerous team. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many seven game series they're going to win, but I'd rather see a, a you know, deflated uh, Portland team than. And the Nuggets. Nikembe on his back with that ball in his fucking hand. Fear, <laughs> fear that upset. Fear that up first round Nuggets upset, whoever you are. God. Sean Kemp yeah. still having nightmares about that. Me too, man. Me fucking too. <laughs> I hate how that became an iconic fucking highlight as well. And every highlight package. Can you remember that with Nikembe with the ball in the hand, over the head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, thing you can't back. see on that. Is so apparently eight, Sean, eight Sean, versus the one scene. Apparently Sean Kemp was trying to kick the ball out of his hand. <laughs> 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 No. Uh, um, right, we'll be right back. Heading out east, looks like it's going to be sort of three from four with sort of Detroit, Brooklyn, Miami, and Orlando for the sort of playoffs. I think Charlotte, I think they've got too much to do 
by look of it. They kind of seem to give up and then like, oh, we're still in it, but we didn't mean to be. It's yeah. kind of weird. It's they had that um, Jeremy Lamb sort of half cut buzzer beater, which was quite exciting, and that comeback win against uh, Boston. Uh, who sort of had it after the the supposed Kyrie Irving sort of plane ride where he patched everything up and they beat the Warriors and the Kings again just massively fell apart in that Charlotte game and then got spanked by San Antonio. Um, just weird vibes again coming out of Boston. It's you can't really get a hang a handle on what's going on there. It's, yeah, every time you think that they're like finally getting their yeah, act, yeah, they yeah. have like one one be one two gig games and then they're like back to like and then Kyrie will say something's just really random again, like you know none of these guys have got playoff experience. It's just it's just never ending, isn't it? Yeah. He can't fucking help himself. No, he can't. He can't fucking help himself. He's like Jervis Crittenden, except he brings a gun into the locker room and then shoots himself in the foot. Um, did you see the game against the uh, Sixers a week and a half, a couple of weeks ago, where yeah. uh, Marcus Smart got tossed for yeah, that yeah, yeah. sort of interaction with MB, which was quite silly. He just rose to the bait, didn't he? And uh, that game was well in hand for them as well, and they. They kind of just unraveled after Imploded. that. Yeah. I think Marcus Smart has got to be, you know, a lot smarter yeah, than yeah. that as well. He's, but he's like, he's of such an important uh, piece for them, especially on the defensive end, well, especially in the playoffs as well. From the last few years, he's, he's kind of, he loves that stuff, doesn't he? You know I mean? Yeah, he's, kind he's of, like the he's one of those kind you know, of Sam Cassell, Mario Eli guy, glue, like, yeah, who exactly. just built for the playoffs, and like. he's tough as nails. Yeah. And I, I like, I like him. Yeah, we do. Yeah, he, he provides the sort of leadership and inspiration that Kyrie Irving could take a leaf from. Yeah, if you know what I mean, can have a look. Not, that's the way he's built, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, but um, like, yeah, seriously though, because Kyrie's not a, a good leader no. or not a proven leader Kyrie yet. Could die for a few more loose balls. They say Al Horford is like quiet as hell. He doesn't yeah. say anything. People so. rag on Kyrie Irving then, and we have his book. At the end of the day, he's still the one who's going to put the ball in the basket in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's. If you look at his numbers and his actual production and stuff, it's fucking good if you're 14 game. points behind, though. Yeah, but who else on that like, team's doing that? Do you know what I mean? Jason no. Tatum's not doing that. No, he's kind of. You still, if you're going to have any kind of success, it's got to be through carryover and still, I think. Yeah, but they're not going to have any kind of success this season, are they? Um, what would be good for them? I don't think they're one of the teams that can make the finals. No, no. I would agree with that. I don't think they can make the Eastern finals. Um, I think whoever they meet in the second round will be doomed to close them. No, I still think it's sort of Toronto's or Milwaukee's to mess up. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Philly? Um, Butler sort of had a good game in that game, and sort of came up after doing very little and disappearing sort of for long stretches. Came up big in the fourth quarter again, and he can do that from time to time, can't he? You know? Yeah, I mean he's um, he's a closer. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why they brought him there. They don't need him to be a big scorer every night, but in pressure situations, like they can't put the ball in his hand. Uh, they're there's Philly is such an interesting team, man, because they have all the pieces to you know be a, a championship caliber type of a team. Um, I still don't think they're, they're like shooting. They traded their yeah. shooting, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too the, much in the paint. And JJ keeps struggling from from behind the arc, doesn't he? He's supposed to be their shooter. Yeah, um, I mean, Tobias Harris has he's put up his numbers since he got there, but. There's still just something a little bit off with how that sort of starting five meshes for me. I don't know. I don't. I, and I'm not convinced Simmons is gonna again, do it in the playoffs. I again, know. I just I don't. Yeah, I just think yeah, as Simmons needs to be on a team where they've got a stretch center and not somebody that's down in the low post. Like, yeah. I just think that him and Embiid just they collide a lot on plays. Their natural trajectory is meets in the middle, and that sucks all the defense in as well. And mm. 
that's fine if you can kick out to shooters, but they've traded most of them away to get in bigger names, which don't necessarily make the whole collective better. Mm. Yeah. I would say. The um, Boston, sort of Indiana struggle for fourth and fifths, kind of the only other sort of narrative that's it's gonna be still interesting. going. Who's going to get home court advantage? Yeah. I think they got to play each other again once more, so that could uh, could affect things. But um, Milwaukee, um, they've rested players at sort of certain points of the last sort of week or so, and they seem pretty much locked in for that sort of first seed now, don't they? And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they're 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 locked in. Um, it's an interesting stat on I think it was ESPN today. Um, they've won forty five games by. Double digits. Double this year. They have the yeah. most double digit wins. Yeah, and the last seven teams that have done that have all won the title, which is so interesting. Of, yeah. Um Yeah, that's why I think you gotta like obviously I think they're definitely in the run and for to get to the Eastern Coast Eastern Conference Finals and then Giannis, you gotta give Giannis the MVP. Yeah. Because he's just been so consistent and you know, you it's not like Harden where you he's like had to put the team on his back and like sludge them through these games like Giannis is doing it just like with ease with ease you know so yeah he was six to one at the start of the season <clears throat> I may or may not have had money on it he is very much the best player on the best team <laughs> in the league as well that seems really high now if you think about it yeah it's it really one. high when you think about yeah. it and you know what's funny is what Russell Westbrook. Mr. Triple Double, he's averaging a triple double again, and no one's even brought okay. his ass up in everything we've just talked about. So funny. He's taking rebounds off his teammates. Yeah. So I, I think when people write about that in years to come, it'll be asterisks, and everybody will be like, yeah, that should have been Harden's first of two MVPs. Yeah, yeah. Really, everybody just got carried away with a stat. Yeah, exactly. Um, another couple of questions I emailed in. Kieran's asked, um, which team do you think is more likely to crack the Western Conference playoffs uh, next year, the Kings or the Lakers? The Kings. Sort of about the teams that have missed out this year. Kings. Yeah. Well, they've got a plan. They know what they're doing. I don't even know what the Lakers are going to look like I next guess year. it depends what the Lakers look like, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Um, who they get this summer. Um, yeah. Still, yeah. I think, too early to tell. Lakers, who knows what's going to happen there. They could completely blow that team up. Like, and I don't They could know. have a new coach. They could, uh, yeah. It could look and, and like... Anthony Davis could be carrying him by then. It could look very similar to a Cavs team from a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ty Lue and Kyrie over there. <laughs> Kyle Corbin. Come on. Yeah, Ty Lue's sort of name's coming up as sort of... Of course he is. I think, I think he'll get it. I mean, Mark Jackson would be a good look in there, but I think it's between... Oh, sure it'd be a good it'd be a good watch. It'd be a good watch. It'd, it'd be, be a good great watch. podcast yeah. ammunition. He's amazing at halftime. Yeah, sure. Oh. Ty Lue's most memorable moment for the Lakers was looking up at Iverson's nuts. <laughs> That's literally his most... Can you think of any of a Tyron Lue Lakers moment? I can't. It's no. Iverson stepping over him. Yeah. <laughs> With them big-ass shorts he used to wear as well. So you could completely yeah. see his nuts. <laughs> and apparently Iverson stank, didn't he? So... Apparently, yeah. I'm confirm sure, that. I'm sure, I read somewhere that yeah, he was like a grimy ass player. Like you wouldn't want to dee him up. Just didn't smell great. Well, I could usually just come in from a night yeah. out. So yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, another question. Daniel's asked, uh, "How deep can these teams go into playoffs? Um, you've got the sort of deep benches. It's uh, like the Clippers, Nuggets, and Spurs. Once the sort of rotations tighten up, how will it affect these sort of teams that you know, like Denver, who sort of run eleven guys out every night?" Um, is it going to have an effect come playoff time? You'd think so, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I mean, and you brought the Spurs there. Spurs are looking real interesting lately. They've been on a run lately. Uh, they're coming together right at the right time here. Did you see to- uh, Popovich getting tossed the other night? I love it, man. I love great. it. He hasn't been tossed for, like yeah. since last season, so it's been a while since we've seen a big pop bust up. I think he, go- he does that to sort of break the malaise. Of course he at does. This time Steve Kerr year. does it yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, just to be like, you know. So this time of year, it's like, look, this is serious. It's time to start getting your serious heads on. Yeah. And that's how he demonstrates it's time to get serious. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an act, isn't it? The Clippers it? are going to be interesting as well, because it's kind of, so they've got Gallinari and Lou Williams, but they've got, mm. it's not really a star sort of laden no. sort of roster, is it? It's kind of just lots of good players, not very, very good players. I don't know. It's... Well, Trez is a star. Is he? He's in my book. I'm not sure. He is in my book. He's a star like Kenneth Fareed was a star for a while. Well, yeah. Some players have their, like, it's like the NBA 15 minutes of fame, isn't there? People have that. Some people have just a fly. A star, uh, not an all-star. Yeah. <laughs> but no, whilst I was thinking about it, like, but some players they just have. And I mean, I, that's why I've always thought about CJ McCollum. Maybe he's had his 18 months, if you know what I mean. Some people can't sustain it. Like, And I was thinking about, Maybe we're talking about the Dallas Mavericks. You know, this is Yogi Farrell time of the year for the Dallas Mavericks. If you know what I mean. Remember when he was, I remember when he rinsed the Blazers Blazers for 50 or something. Where's he playing? Sacramento. Yeah. How many minutes? He's running that sort of second unit. He's pushing that pace. In fact, I watched them against uh, Philly on the um, the VR. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched the game on that? On there, yeah. Just uh, just from what I've been here to do, it's amazing. amazing. You can hear all this sort of chatter uh, between the sort of players and the refs and there was one point where uh, they were playing Philly and uh, the ball went off Boban sort of out of bounds and you can actually hear sort of um, what's his name point guard young kid Darren Fox Fox go that went off Boban like (laughs) it was just weird hearing him call him Boban we all know who he's talking about he didn't say like Majanovic or whatever he said that went off Boban kind of thing it's just weird you hear all that weird shit it's just uh, it's a proper fourth wall break yeah yeah yeah. it's just like oh my god they call him Boban there's a level of fear they don't they don't filter it at all right no no you can just hear it all yeah it's no adverts or anything it's just amazing but yeah it's them talking shit at the free throw line. You see him line. hit a three the other day as well. He's hit two, actually. That's painful. If Bowman starts hitting threes, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Gif, gifify. Gifify <laughs> that. That's what it is. Um, right, we'll uh, have a small bait. We'll be right back. Uh, we're back. Um, two players who've been going off statistically and in the news quite a bit. Um, both drafted in 2015. Um, D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker. Two quite polarising figures in sort of the narrative they get in the media. I don't know how you feel. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. Russell obviously made the All-Star game this year, which so we were a bit critical of. We, thought, we didn't really think he was an all-star level player, but since then he's he's looked like one, hasn't he? It's, um, yeah, it's like he's confirmed wa- that. Yeah, if you watch the Nets, he's kind of really expanded his game and just become more of a paint scorer. He's getting to the line a lot more, and um, he's kind of took a massive leap for a guy who's going to be a, a restricted who, free agent. Who wasn't going to take? Yeah, it, if you know what I mean. He was he was definitely underrated. 
definitely underrated. And, you know, he, he was the victim for, you know, le- leaking the video of the guy boasting about him cheating on his girlfriend. So, so he was so the Nick dick. Young stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so he became Snitch. the dick. Snitch! Yeah. Very juvenile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Was no, he like well, 19 I'm, at the time? Yeah. yeah. That's I think what I was doing at 19. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. He's 23 years old, fourth yeah. year in the league. Yeah. He was played, you know, under a a team that you know Kobe and like yeah. you think of all the Just pressure the yeah, as yeah. a 19 year old you got Kobe like breathing down your neck every practice and every game like and then he finally gets you know underratedly traded away to this Brooklyn team who are now you know on fire and uh he's kind of emerged as their leader at such a young age yeah it's weird because like the start of the year kind of like Karis LeVert was going to be his team and Spencer Dinwiddie was playing really well and he's, he kind of seemed like the third guard there and then Obviously, Karis Lever went down injured, and yeah. he got a bit of all-star buzz and ended up getting the team. And I was, we sort of said on the pod at the time that, you know, we don't think he's at that level yet, and it was kind of just maybe just a numbers game in the East. You know, he didn't, he didn't really get to the line. He didn't really have much of a mid-range game. But, but since then, if you watch Brooklyn, he's just making ridiculous shots, isn't he? And yeah, he is. Really sort of just stepped it up. Yeah, well, he stepped up when Karis Levert went down. And I think he's really, I think... Initially, people wanted to have him as like the full-time primary ball handler, and I, I think he's really benefited from playing more two guarding. He doesn't really look like a point guard, does he? Yeah. he kind of no, pegged as a point guard coming out of Kentucky. He's playing like Ohio. He, sorry, say who reminds me of a good CJ McCollum at the moment. He's like been, he plays at his best bigger, in that same he? sort of role. If he seems you know bigger. I mean. He's ranger anyway. I don't. No, they're just similar size, I guess. Yeah, CJ's about six four. Is he? Yes, they're similar size, I guess. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like not not. He's not really the got primary. that handle and the yeah, mid range yeah, yeah. game, but yeah. But yeah, he's 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 really benefited from Spencer being there and Spencer developing. Yeah, because well, he, he can have that secondary ball and come in and just he doesn't have to do that. He can yeah. play off ball like you said. I think it's one of those things that yeah, I, I think Spencer's development has had that same effect on him. It's freed him up from that responsibility, mm-hmm. and he's played without all that pressure he had. Yeah, you know, as you look at Devin Booker, it's kind of all the pressures on him in Phoenix, isn't it? And, you know, obviously they got Aiton, but there's, sorry for there's no one else on that team. Sorry for a poor bastard. No. Yeah, it, that must be so frustrating for him. And also, like the I think lack of leadership and stuff. He had like mm. he had that sixty point game earlier in the year, and they were tweeting out pictures of it, and it was like, but you lost by like twenty. Yeah. Or well, this is like the thing that, that kind of he, like... he's been averaging about fifty odd over the last few games, and yeah. I think they they lost the one against Utah when he scored like fifty nine, and then he scored fifty and they lost again. It's kind of. It it's doesn't weird. matter. If no, you lose in those games, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I guess. But um, is, him, is that like... him or is that the organization? Is that the lack of the roster? Like you say, is it lack of like it was weird, like they, they signed Trevor Ariza in the summer to be supposedly be like the sort of kind of veteran guy. We had Tyson Chandler and they just gave him away basically yeah, for nothing. Did. So it's kind of it's such a mess of an organization, whereas Brooklyn's been really well run the last few years and they've just reeled Kenny Atkinson and the front you know, they they seem to be on the right track and it's it's so key, that isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And like you know, if you put, peg them against each other right now, you're obviously going to go with D'Angelo because the the team he is on right now, his going, future looks bright. Doesn't exactly. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Devin's already he has proved himself as like a scorer and and can be you know the face of a franchise. I mean, Phoenix will be interesting next season because of you got you know Aiton coming to into his sophomore season. Hopefully, he starts to step up. They potentially could have a top five pick, so they could get one of those. They could get Zion Williams. They could. Time, they it? could get one of those. Yeah, the one of the Duke boys, or or you know, so they could be an interesting team next season. But 
fucking point guard. They need a yeah. GM and then... They I need a know. GM. That's yeah. what they need. Not yeah. Not an owner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. No, well, the thing is, when you watch Devin Booker, you see him score 50 in a loss, but it's you feel like... You lost by 12, but you'd have lost by 30 if you didn't put up 50. I don't, you don't feel like they lost because... It's not like Rusty, where you feel no. like he's denying his other team. No, he doesn't force shots, does he? He's no, you no. feel like, oh my God, he's, they've got nothing. He's got to take well. those quite shots. quite a pretty stroke, hasn't he? It's yeah. weird. It's weird because he's got his reputation of this kind of knockdown shoot. But if you actually look at his stats, him, him and Russell's three-point shooting stats over their career is pretty similar, really. Both mm. like sort of 35%. Um, I think the sort of... The book is that... Because Booker... <clears throat> His shot looks so pretty. People think he's Clay Thompson, but he's yeah. probably more like Chuck Person. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 streaky, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's something we're really pretty inconsistent. Yeah. It looks nice, but it's inconsistent. If yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Terry Porter had the nicest three-point shot I ever saw. It's like a rainbow. Yeah, it's oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, did you see the 27.4th quarter uh, D'Angelo Russell put on Sacramento and that comeback? I didn't that see the nuts. game. No. They, I, think, I think he dropped forty-four on them. Um, they, that game was done. I was watching it, and yeah, the next yeah. commentary were like, "Oh, you know, well, they're just playing for pride now." And Kenny Atkinson should just be like, "You know, let's." And they just kept chipping away, and he just went nuts. I think they're like the only like the fourth team ever in NBA history to like pull it back from being down that much or yeah. something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was bonkers, yeah. And he balled out in that game against the Blazers where Nurkic broke his leg. He was insane mm. that game. I, mean, I think he. Sort of just front rimmed a three, which would have sort of tied it at the end and stuff. And uh, he's just put together a really nice run over the last sort of month or so. And Definitely. Nobody's looking forward to whoever they gets them in the first no, round. No, no, they're going to be no. tough out. Definitely. Just, you know, they're scary. The big, I think they're the biggest of any of the teams in any of the conferences. They're the ones with the potential for the upset potential for the first round. Brooklyn, right? What are they sitting in seventh right now? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they could sort of play anyone. They could be finish sixth. They could finish eighth. You know, I mean, mm. it's not. Um, Toronto, Brooklyn, be a great series. You know, series, both you know Philadelphia I'm and the Celtics. <laughs> I'm nervous about I don't that. Think Toronto would handle them, but yeah. you could see them nicking a game or two. You know, you know the Celtics and the and the Sixers are praying it's not them though. Yeah, I mean, Indiana are going to play Boston. It looks like, doesn't it? So it's the Philly, Brooklyn would be great as well. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, of course it would. I don't think sort of Jared Allen. It's the exact opposite as well. Necessarily handle and be, but. Um, one organization has a team and the other has a collection of pieces that they um it's weird Jared Dudley's been playing like small ball center as well which yeah is, it's for the guys about six five it's like, <laughs> I know it's crazy um yeah, it's just amazing. You to can see do that guys. in the, today's NBA, though, which is great. Yeah. It's just kind of cool to see. And he's always been like an undersized kind of big yeah. guy, anyways. Guarding Nurkic in that game, which is nuts. Cause I think he's like seven foot two or something. Massively, yeah. Underrated, yeah. massively underrated presence as well, though. Yeah, yeah. good leader. Is, is, is he's a great guy, yeah. yeah. If you've ever good heard team guy. Podcasts and stuff, and that is. I don't know why the Suns got rid of him as well. I know, another they one. Did. Yeah, just, yeah, they did. Yeah, so yeah, just interesting. Booker's obviously already got paid and got his max contract and stuff. But um, regretting that now. D'Angelo, um, unrestricted, obviously. But you can imagine Brooklyn are going to re up him now and yeah. sort of give him some. They've got to have the room. Yeah, yeah. They got it. Um, they got it. And I think they're better off doing that, signing the young players they've got and that they've yeah, yeah, rather than just like, all right, here's Kyrie Irving, here's, you know, 200 million. It, it just, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. It's... Well, I think they. they... They've cl- they clearly learned from that, if you know what I mean. That yeah, yeah we'll jump in, we'll, we'll trade away all our picks, all our assets for for a washed Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, if you know what I mean. Like, and and that screwed them for nearly a decade yeah. now. I think so, yeah, it's all, the guy who owns like forty nine percent is going to buy the 
the rest of them off Prokhorov as well. Yeah, yeah. By the Barclays Centre, so and that know, I think that's going to pan out. But but they they yeah they, they seem to have so, yeah they got a GM in, they got a coach in, they got a, a team that's built with on sound principles of like lowering reducing expectation so they can surpass that rather than you load your team with vets and all you're doing is you're just setting yourself up to fail. And I don't think that's the kind of players Kenny Atkinson and those guys want as well either. They kind of seem to relish having these really young guys and, and develop them. You know. There comes a point where there comes a point where I think some players become essentially just uncoachable. They just become like, I'm a dude, I know what I do, this is what I do, this well, is what I do. It's like the whole LeBron thing, isn't it? You can it? fit you know me into inside. your system if you want, but I'm not taking anything new on board at this point. I mean, yeah. Once and you they get, end up moving around. Once you get to a certain age, too, like guys stop working on the parts of the game that they should be still working on and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. They, they people become stubborn. It's human nature. So I, I guess think the they, better coaches know that. Like, you can imagine Steve Kerr, the warrior, he's not trying to teach Andre Godala anything at this point. You know, no. And I mean, it's that balancing act, isn't it? Exactly. And playing to your strengths and, and staying away from what you can't do. So, but yeah, in terms Listening of Brooklyn. Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn. About Rusty ain't got no weaknesses. That's what he does. He plays to his strengths because he's got all the strengths. <laughs> yeah, but Brooklyn, I think, just needs to invest in that development of that team that yeah. they have already and just kind of yeah. maybe fit a few extra pieces in. But They're good. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. Man. Yeah. I've always tuned in. The whole package of that sort of broadcast as well is really yeah. good. Yeah. I like the arena. Yeah. The way it looks. Yeah, the yeah it looks Missed cool. that tile on behind on the paint yeah. under the basket. But yeah, yeah, they fucked that up. That was a bad look. You should have kept that. It's that deceptive parquet. You forget that's there. Like, yeah. It's it's a good it's a good product to watch. But yeah, yeah, two to watch going forward to see how their sort of careers develop. Sort of similar age, similar size, same draft. Obviously, Booker taken a bit later. But, um, yeah. Booker just, knocking up his uh, wife and his side chick at the same he? time, too. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We don't get involved. <laughs> Booker's all over the off the court. We drama. don't get involved in the uh, gossip. All over. Side of I it. told you, this, is, is that CCTV? I'm sure there's CCTV footage of him knocking somebody out. Really? No, well, there's. His dad I, was a player. It was Melvin in a hotel. Booker, I'm sure yeah. the story was it was in a hotel. One of his boys got, got, got smacked up. And then there's footage of him in the. I think he's literally wearing a phoenix. I think you mentioned puts this. Before, it puts the hoodie up, and then no, he runs no. out, and then three dudes were like yeah. smashed up in well, a room. Got, after. His middle name. Two baby mamas pregnant right now. His middle name is Armani. That wasn't it. Jesus. Hand injury after we've been Snapchat riding around on like a moped or something at the night. Next day, yeah. broken hand. Like. John, John Wall. Yeah, I twisted my ankle in my house. Yeah, sure you did, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure you did, John. Five a.m. Dropped some some ranch. I dropped a bottle of ranch. <laughs> yeah, or dropped a bottle of moe and slipped down the club stairs. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Washington fan. Um, did you see the finish to that Warriors Timberwolves game uh, last weekend? That was fucking nuts. There's. Uh, Basically, yeah. there's some there's some questionable refereeing calls. I think Kevin Durant and Curry felt they got fouled on sort of threes, and there was a bit of a mad ending to the game. And uh, but sort of Curry hit a three, and then sort of ran down the court, sort of barking at the refs as they were like, "We've shown you bloody." Life. I've never seen that before. Kind of he like tried to show them up, which is 
I cannot believe there wasn't fines handed out after it. It was nuts. Yeah, I saw something in there. I saw well, I saw the, the highlight of him like running down and like basically pointing and laughing at yeah. the refs. Yeah, I mean they were, they were pretty poor calls, but yeah, I'm, I'm amazed they didn't get fined for that. I think it was if any other team, I especially in, like this year with all the how soft yeah. all the technicals and all that. Oh have god, been. yeah. It's and then they called Durant for a foul on Towns where the ball was basically flying over the backboard. The last few seconds they called uh, like a defensive foul. He's never going to catch the ball. Just as kind of a we're doing this because you've just fucking shown us up, basically. Yeah, it yeah. Just, the whole thing was just a farce. It was, um, I don't know, not a great look. But, um, yeah, Lance Stevenson wouldn't have got away with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't make him dance, Lance. Yeah. You can say, yeah, this is what people don't like, the Warriors, shit like that. Yeah, no, it is. It is. That, that Most hated team in basketball. Sense of entitlement. <laughs> and also, yeah, shit just gets boring when somebody's the best all the time. Yeah. Everybody hated Steve fucking Davis, you know what I mean? Until he started losing, and everybody loved him. <laughs> obscure 80 snooker reference for you there <laughs> okay obscure 80 snooker it was way reference. over my head yeah, yeah, sorry about you wouldn't you would never get that <laughs> the teenager. Uh, you know yeah. people were rooting for Dennis Taylor and his upside down glasses any other frivolities any uh I noticed this headband things it's going on karate on. kid yeah. headbands have you noticed this do you? yeah I mean uh it's getting out of control. Mackie McKnight wears one on the Sharks. Oh, does he? Yep. Shout out to him. Shout out to Mac. Um, yeah, I watched the, the Sixers Nets game. I think there's four of the stars. Four players with yeah, the Karate Kids. Yeah, it is very ninja isn't it? I'm just waiting for. I, I take my son to basketball like Friday evenings, and should, the kids sort of turn about 14 year olds, and they come in like an hour early with the headphones on, with the the slower, you know, the sliders on for the shower, all yeah. the leg compression stuff, oh, yeah. all the rucksack, you know, so I'm just waiting. It's a matter of time before one of them rocks in with the headband, man. I'm, I'll give it six weeks. Thinking they're in the league. Yeah, yeah. Walking into the gym. Well, just wait. They have their little shower bags and everything. It's like, dude, it's Derbyshire. Just, I would just look at them kids and think, yeah, one day that'll be replaced. That bag will be filled with a foam fucking roller, and you thought five minutes doing your hair will be replaced with like rolling your hips and going, fuck. That's me, man. <laughs> I've got stretch band and foam roller all at all times underneath my arm. Yeah, foam roller, game changer. Yeah, man. Oh, quality of life now. Definitely. Another strange story. Did you see the, that story about David West? Um, and the, I don't, this is like way off piece, but. Um, can you remember there was a deep water horizon sort of BP oil spill thing in yeah. New Orleans? He tried to sue BP for loss of wages, saying because of what happened uh, in the New Orleans area or something, that they offered him a contract less than he felt he deserved, uh, and they backloaded it in such a way that he tried to sue BP for like one and a half million uh, dollars. And Jesus. he basically got laughed out of court. And they were like, what are you talking about? You got all the money in your contract. It was, and it was just the most laughable. Just just Google it. It's the most laughable what? thing you've ever read. It doesn't yeah, make yeah. any sense. No, none of it makes any sense. It actually got past the first point. think 1.5 million is fucking chump change for him as well, well really. He did turn out a massive contract down to go to the Warriors set. You never oh. know. But this is going back years. But it's the That day. ring. Sell that ring, Dave. It's Tough the times weirdest, for Dave. It's the weirdest story I've ever heard. Just Google it. It's nuts. It's like, what? what? It would be ironic if after all... All that if all that that, that chase him to finally get those rings. But he'd signed Dave the contract already, so he got every penny on the contract. But he was trying to make out they offered him less money because of what had happened. And that doesn't make any sense. Because if you were worth more, the market would have dictated that, well, and you would have been offered more. This is why I got left out of court, and it was just like it's the strangest story I've ever seen. 
It's like last week it came out. It got laughed out of court. It's not like they reduced your wage because of an oil spill. No, I know. This is what they were saying. It was just like, what are you talking about? Fair play for having a go. I'm Googling that. You'd just be chewing the lawyer out who did this. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're just taking this man for a ride by bringing it. This costs money, you know? Yeah. Fuck. You're going to pay it all, Mr. West. Yeah, check that one out. It's the strangest NBA story I've seen in a, a long time. Yeah, it went f- fully to court and everything. Long as Dave, don't buy a boat, because that doesn't end well for lads like you. It's funny because he's... <sighs> or a if you actually follow him, like, he's one of, it seems like one of the smarter sort of... Clean up guys in the Fucking low bar. It's a fucking low bar if that's the case. Jesus. Dave, if you're listening, let us know what's going on there. (laughs) Right, we'll be right back. Just let me know into your thinking. On that oil spill. (laughs) (laughs) On that slick little banana skin type slip up. I don't even. Fucking hell. Sharks, you're back. Yeah. Last weekend. A uh, couple of win good streak. wins, yeah. Um, beat the London City Royals, their first home loss, was it? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back on track. Yeah. So, yeah, we're on a two-game winning streak. We play the Glasgow Rocks. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, yeah. the 3rd of April. Yeah. Um, they're on a six-game winning streak. They've brought in a new head coach, uh, a French guy. Um, and he's put them, put them, (laughs) put them back together. So they're, they're looking really good heading into the playoffs here. And then we, on Friday, another home game, we play Plymouth, uh, Plymouth Raiders who they've been kind of struggling as of late. So yeah, we're hoping to keep extend this winning streak. Uh, we're sitting at fifth place on the table right now. Um, so, and basically the, the kind of the third, fourth through to like the ninth, 10th spot are all like within a few wins of each other. So pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to, we got to put together some wins here in these last six, seven games, um, just to clinch, clinch playoffs, but it's exciting, exciting times right now. I've got a question from Josh actually on the, uh, on the double clutch podcast guy, shout out to Josh Coyne. Ask Mike if he actively enjoys negativity from crowds. <laughs> from my time watching Riders games regularly, it seems as though he's generally fed from any jeering and often gave some back. <laughs> that's Josh, a Leicester, Leicester that, Riders fan there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, especially in Leicester, I think it's just all those finals that we've matched up in. Um, it's been a few years, hasn't it? Yeah, so uh, I always get I always get it from the Leicester Rider fans, but I'm kind of like the the pantomime villain when I go down there. I kind of I, I wave to the crowd and I give it to them, and I, I yeah I do I do I do feed off that. I kind of I kind of like that. I like being the bad guy sometimes walking. It's in a heel that. turn, isn't it? That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. It's just a heel. Yeah, we used to yeah. give Rob some shit, the coach, didn't we? When he yeah, came to yeah, 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 who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's it's like he loved that as well, though. He'd give it. Yeah, to the yeah, crowd. yeah, yeah. Yes. Rob, is it Paternoster? Pa- Paternoster, yeah. Paternoster. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he was he was an ex player, so yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. still he's got a lot of passion. That's good though, do you know. What yeah, I mean? you need that. Nobody thinks anybody's going to actually walk down there or anything. It's all. They're yeah. fans. It's like good-natured hatred. We used to sit around next to their fans. Yeah, yeah. Annoying as fuck. Yeah, 
Yeah. Flying as fuck. If you were part of them, bro, time to bang off with them <laughs> vuvuzelas and drums and shit. <laughs> I think it was fucking a, annoying. Newcastle with the drum. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always get when, it when they, the worst. All, it's like swimming fan clapping or something. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. You're fucking... well, Leicester's quite an intimidating little arena, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, they've got the best yeah. sort yeah. of But I get thing. the worst in Worcester and Leicester. Those fans hate me. So shout out to Worcester and Leicester. Uh, and as a follow-up, he also asks, is there any players that served as a role model for you in terms of attitudes on the court? So any sort of players you I mean, uh, the obvious one that stands out to me, uh, my first year when I got to the Sharks, uh, there was a, a little-known player named Todd Cawthorn on the team. TC, Sheffield yeah, legend. Yeah, TC. Uh, he, it was his last year as a Shark. Uh, he was the captain. Oh, okay. Of, captain of the team then um and obviously with his history and record with the team he was a guy that i definitely looked up to similar player to me as well he probably there for about a decade as well wasn't yeah, he? yeah here forever he was a stretch four as well could shoot shoot outside played inside hustle guys so yeah he was a guy i really really looked up to um when i first got here uh and and then just the way he like carried himself and how professional he was yeah. he still uh, knocks around sheffield as well doesn't he yeah yeah he's uh yeah he's married he's ago, got yeah. three kids here yeah kids so play basketball as well yeah, yep yeah. yep so yeah great guy we i still talk to him uh once in a while and we go for beers oh, every we should once get him while. on actually That'd be good. yeah yeah, yeah. No, i can get him on no problem yeah that'd be a good show yeah, we'll do that. it's 20 years to the day as well since uh the sharks won that sort of Buzzer beater with Terrell the Myers. Yes, yeah. the shot. The shot. The, the Sheffield shot. The yeah, shots. that's it. Um, Fuck you, Christian Leitner. Yeah. <laughs> Lego on the front of the jersey. I remember Terrell Myers. You should see him around the nightclubs of yeah. Sheffield back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Sharks. What else we got? TV. Are you on the TV on Sunday on Sky? I am. You on? It's yes. OKC again. Oh, more OKC Glutton for you. Glutton yeah. for punishment. I know. Woo, I'll be that. on with uh, Ronnie Turioff. No way. Oh, he's back. Oh, he was on the other week, wasn't he? Yeah. Ronnie Turioff. Yeah. Wasn't he fighting in the Filipino League or something? <laughs> That's where he week. went after he left the league, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, she was, he was in with China. So, yeah, versus the uh, Timberwolves. So, not a classic matchup, but... Could be significant. For One OKC. for the ages. Yeah. Yeah. OKC well, need every win yeah. they can get right now. I need uh, to arrest that slump. Yeah. It's a good job everybody else is out of it, or yeah. the Kings would have caught and them. Obviously, um, Timberwolves not really in it, but they're you know a dangerous team, and they'll be playing for stats. Yeah, yeah. So not the most glorious game, but eight fifteen. I think that is on Sunday. Yeah, Sky uh, Sports Arena. Some quality Wiggins. Yeah, there's a few. There's not. There's kind of obviously playoff things to play for. There's uh, if you listen to our uh, preseason gambling pod, there's over unders still up in the air as well. Oh, is there? Um, yes, very much. Uh, uh, I'm well. Well, Utah well, being the main one. Oh, uh, fuck fucking Utah. They're on that late season <laughs> surge again, though, aren't they? I say fuck Utah. You're, I've got money on this. So, <laughs> um, Utah's over under was forty nine and a half, so they need to win three out of the last five to get up to fifty wins. We're playing. They've got sort of three easy games, and I think... Well, there you go. Three easy games. They've got uh, the Suns, the Kings, and the Lakers, so if they can rattle them three off, they can play over there. And they've got the Nuggets and the Clippers. Um, there's other over on the Charlotte, Indiana, Miami, Philly, Toronto, Dallas, and Memphis, which is still in play. So mm. if you're a degenerate gambler, um, <laughs> that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Towards the end of Memphis, the season. close. Denver at Golden State tonight, a biggie, really, for the sort of first seed in the West. Uh, that's at Golden State. So that's um, it, Does the winner go top? 
Yeah, well, yeah. Golden State, well, I think I've got a game in hand at the minute. Yeah, um, okay. So if they win that, you pretty much um, yeah. you yeah, think they can. Go, yeah. um, but that's the difference between seeing OKC or seeing the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, so... I don't think the Warriors are particularly worried either way, but because yeah. uh, they looks oh, like okay, see, they're not going to get a home court advantage over the East now. I think Toronto or Milwaukee, yeah. or Milwaukee look like they pretty much got that locked up. So, um, but there's other games: Houston at the Clippers, which could have seeding sort of. Uh, Ramifications. Uh, Milwaukee at Philly on Thursday. Friday, we've got Boston at Indiana, which could be big on yeah. that four and five thing. Who gets, one to watch as well. Yeah, who gets home court. Uh, Portland, Denver as well, which Portland could still get that two seed, really, if Denver lose to Golden State. And then there's I only think that'll give you a sign it. of what Denver actually like yeah. as well, because you've got to be getting in your game face now. Yeah, if you know um, I mean, you've got to you've got to be start running plays. You yeah, you can't be getting. You've got to get a look, if you know what I mean. This is where you begin yeah. a look of what they're going to look like. Mm. Um, and then the last regular season games are next Wednesday, the tenth. So I think me and you will probably be here on a Thursday, Gav, to set up the playoff yeah. seedings, which playoff start next Saturday, the thirteenth. My birthday is it? So, yeah. Ooh. So, um, yeah, they usually start around then. Born to be an NBA fan. There you go. So yeah, uh, lots bits and bobs to look forward to, and then. The excitement Stretch. begins. Yeah, <laughs> couple of bits to keep tidy over till yeah, next week yeah. when the playoffs start because Gambling. the fucking season's too long. I know, I know. it has been a real it's been a slog. It has been. It's a been a slog these last six or seven weeks. Yeah. Tell you. So yeah, we'll be back next Thursday to set up the playoff things and uh, wrap the season up. If we don't see you, then Mike, we'll probably see you maybe after that sort of first weekend of games. Definitely, um, definitely. Maybe midweek and just, yeah, see how the good job lies. you've been on these last week. Seriously, they've just been made him exacerbated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we might get last a, few, <laughs> a few Skype guests on just to Just trying to think up. up stupid quizzes and stuff to make the time go by. No, it's been great great being on, man. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we can get uh, Muggsy Bogues on here in, in, in a little bit. Yeah, know. over the summer we're definitely going to sort of branch yeah. out and um, get the technology working so we can get going. remote guests on. Yeah, get Ronnie Terry off on as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, you check out Mike on the TV on Sunday and get down to the Sharks games if you're in Sheffield. Check us out in all the usual places Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube channel if you haven't subscribed. Shed loads of games, old school NBA games going up on there. We've just put up uh, Michael Jordan's first ever pro NBA regular season game against Washington from 1984 so that's been getting a lot of traffic so if, See you're, the hype uh, about. if you like all that jazz get on there and follow us um, until next time gentlemen peace out good evening peace what I want to say is in the 90s everybody blowing up right and your mama took the rag off her head she got a perm now oh. I'm convinced oh. everybody oh. Oh. <laughs> No matter how many times, 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 no matter how many times the ball bounces, there's still no bones in ice cream. No matter how many times, 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 no matter how many times the ball bounces, there's still no bones in ice cream. Now Nipsey Russell to the hustle, your cock diesel flex your muscles. Just wanna take a bite out of a sexy young sight Like a thief in the night If the party's dead, Greg will bring highlight Come on, dance and get down just a little Sway, baby, cakes, yeah, more to the middle Sleep, talking and sleep, walking Fellas, jealous, but girl, he's hawking Be what you wanna be Cause if it's alright with you, it's alright